Thanks, and welcome back to the Gandhi Institute podcast. We have some really great items in the next two weeks, and I'm really excited to get them out to you guys. We made some field recordings at the Season for Nonviolence closing ceremonies, and we're going to be sharing those with you over the next two weeks. At the event, there were some great speakers and some really powerful spoken word, so we'd love for you to you know, continue listening and hear all this great stuff. Inviting this community to talk about issues that matter to them, whether it's poverty, whether it's gun violence, whether it's domestic abuse. We've been talking about these issues for 64 days straight, and today we're here to honor Dr. King, to honor that legacy. I know the rains kept some of you guys away, some people away, but you guys are here because you care. So, thank you. Thank you for coming. Being here, we got a couple speakers, and then hopefully we're gonna sing a little bit. I like singing. We're gonna eat a little bit, and you can stay as long as you want. Get to know somebody, make some friends. That's what it's all about. That's what nonviolence is about. This next piece is called the Triplets of Evil, in dedication to Brother Martin Luther King. I want to begin by thanking everyone present and the Creator for allowing me to be here today. I'm not going to take too much of your time, but one thing must remain clear is that on this day, this day I will speak power to truth. We must remind ourselves that America, as a white supremacy superstructure, was created and is still being maintained on what Dr. Martin Luther King identified as the triplets of evil. The triplets of evil, according to Dr. King's notion, include racism, materialism, and militarism. Racism in America has been historically defined and practiced by elite whites towards people of color, including black, brown, red, yellow, and poor white people. From Native American genocide, the African American Holocaust, Vietnamese American concentration camps, to our present-day Jim Crow mass incarceration, America has perpetually maintained the sickness of racialized social and institutional practices of oppression towards its citizens of color. Today, black, brown, red, yellow, and poor white people are fighting for the same rights and liberties that freedom fighters and civil activists were fighting for during the 1960s and 70s. Justice freedom and self-determination, or should I say the power and right to control our own destiny. How long must the youth in America continue to suffer from failing educational systems, unjust incriminating judicial systems, and deceitful politicians who tell lies for political power? How long must the youth continue to suffer from the adulterated practice hate manifested through racism. <laughs> that is true. America is a country that takes pride in its material wealth, a land that includes 5% of the world's population while consuming more than 25% of its Earth's resources. The same land where the minority continues to hoard 
the majority of the country's assets, while the majority working class people are overworked and underpaid. We live in a country where we tell poor black, brown, red, yellow, and white children that if you work hard, you will be successful. Yet many of these same children watch their parents work three and four jobs while still struggling to pay bills and make ends meet. There must come a time where all Americans, especially poor people, look themselves in the mirror and know that America's meritocracy myth is just that, a big fat lie. The material wealth of this country remains in the hands of a selected few, while the majority black, brown, red, yellow, and poor whites of this nation continue to suffer from poverty, lack of adequate health care, police brutality, and harassment in their own communities. We must make a decision as a people that enough is enough, no more. No more lies about being bankrupt as a nation. No more lies about not having funds for school programs and youth organizations. No more lies about funds needed to bail out banks. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, <laughs> no more lies about funds needed to support America's tyrannical military regime. Right. Yeah. Some people may ask the question, where is all the money being spent by the U.S. government? Overseas. We must remind ourselves as American citizens that the U.S. military deems itself as big brother, the protector of nations and its people. American citizens have been conditioned by the media to accept our government's ongoing military escapades abroad we have been conditioned to stay silent about the ongoing drone attacks in Yemen, often killing innocent men, women, and children. Right. We have been conditioned to stay silent about the 10-year wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. We are told to look the other way when the U.S. government kills innocent men, women, and children. Yet the same U.S. government is swift in compiling a national and international terrorist and kill list. We must remind ourselves that all U.S. government military action, including occupations, costs money. The mm -hmm. occupations both abroad and at home. It is no coincidence that our local and national police departments are receiving military training. Right. Yeah. They too are being conditioned to perceive all American citizens, especially poor people, as enemies and combatants. Speaking yeah. brothers, speaking brothers, With speaking. all the talk of national security in the media, speaking. we must ask ourselves for what purpose, for what cause, and for whose protection. In concluding, Dr. King was not assassinated, rest in power, because he was a man of love, a man of faith, or a man of integrity. Speak it, baby, speak it. One of the honorable black Moseses of our time, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was assassinated because he refused to stay silent. He refused to stay silent in his approach of speaking action on truth to power, truth to the triplets of evil, peace and blessings, Power to the people. Speak it. Yes. This is Black Inspiration.
For over a month and a half in my country, they have led uh, several protests where there have been over 40 killed that are confirmed. There's been hundreds of people missing. There's been people told to torture. There's been uh, over 1,500 people put into jail, which is a historic number in our country for people put, being put into jail. Uh, people are protesting insecurity and scarcity. In my country last year, 25,000 people died because of crime. And 10,000 of those, uh, those crimes were uh, uh, put into the trial. 90% 90, 90, uh, of those crimes weren't solved. People are protesting against uh, a bad government that hasn't resolved the needs of the people. I have the conviction in non-violence. It's the only way a nation can change in, in transition to a democratic government. So I appreciate the help of the Gandhi Institute that has, uh, has given us the opportunity to be here speaking to you. I also want to mention something that Martin Luther King Jr. said, is that the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So, right. thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Sure. Well, my name is Ray Marlise. I'm with the city of Rochester representing our mayor today, Lovely Warren. Um, she asked me to come out and say a few words. I actually was prepared to say the closing remarks and let everybody go ahead ahead of me, but that's okay. Um, celebrating our 17th year of the season of nonviolence. Um, it actually coincidentally goes with Pathways to Peace, who I work for. Um, we've been around 16 years. But our name, Pathways to Peace, is actually all about stopping the violence in our community as well. Um, and we've been doing that for 16 years now. Um, and hopefully we continue to do that uh, with this upcoming budget. Um, but moving forward, um, I have read something that I wanted to read real quick and share with you guys. And that is... Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Yeah. So, with reading that, it is true, there is a small group of people standing here in the rain right now, but we can make a difference in this whole community if we all stand together and work together and continue to do the things we do. So with that said, I want to thank you all for coming out in uh, in the rain, enjoying the pizza and everybody else, and uh, with God's speed. So moving forward, we continue with the season of nonviolence, and we'll be here next year for our 18th year. All right? All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate your time that you spend listening to this. Next week, we'll push up the rest of the closing ceremony with a lot of other great speakers and some really great poetry. Thank you again.